Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Uh, just before the press conferences is Joshua Pulev, joined by sharp looking at Edward Hearn. How are you, mate? Yeah, I was, I've been very casual lately, you know, but I thought AJ Fight Week, the big press conference today, beamed around the world, watched by millions. So I'll stick the roll neck on for you. Do you know what I mean? We love a roll neck. Do you know what? I was listening to you do your piece on the NFL with uh, Josh Denzel, and I did think to myself, if he can talk this much about something he clearly doesn't know about, do you get where I'm going with this, Edward? I can talk about anything, to be honest with you. And that was a conversation with Josh Denzel, which will be on Sky NFL at the weekend, giving all the picks for all the weekend games. I had no idea who any of the teams are, but I gave my opinion on all of them. Gave, told you that the linebackers are, are looking strong, their defensive setups on point. They're over the moon with their NFL drafts right now, you know. So yeah, it's a good. It's good. very impressive. If I didn't know that you didn't know about that, I would be semi-convinced that you knew what you're talking about. Very good, Edward. That obviously that applies to boxing or not? Absolutely. Or do you know about boxing? I know a little bit more about boxing. Been around it a little bit longer. Um, first of all, uh, Tyson Fury puts a, a video message late last night to confirm that he will not be attending Wembley. I think there was a lot of talk about it. I don't know if there was any intention of him of ever coming, but yeah, um, expected really. Uh, no, I did expect him to come actually. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's up to him, isn't it? I mean, I don't. If he wants to come and watch his next opponent, hopefully, then that would have been a good idea. If he wants to push the fight and show his willingness to make that fight next, that would have been a good idea. But he's quite more than welcome to stay at home and watch the fight. I'm sure, he'll be watching. Um, and he does want the fight next. So, I don't know. What well, we've got two days left? We'll see. We'll see. In these situations, right, I know you like kind of openly put it out there that people are welcome, but do you actually physically reach out to the person you want and go, there's a ticket, we want you to come, or not? Not at the moment, because we don't really have any tickets. You know, I mean, you're in a situation where most of that floor area is cordoned off for the bubble. Obviously, all the tickets have gone through the local council and AXS. So it's not easy to get people along. But in that instance, you know, someone like a Tyson Fury would be doing some broadcast work with Sky, probably. So it's, it's easier to get him access to the venue. Um, but like I said, Adam Smith invited him. Uh, he's more than welcome to come if he changes his mind. If not, I'm sure we'll be seeing him very soon. Just uh, sticking with the, the ticket front, there was uh, a little bit on social media kind of questioning about 
the situation regarding the NHS. You obviously pledged to donate some tickets at the start of the, the pandemic to NHS workers for your shows. We know you've only got a thousand tickets for this weekend, but can you kind of just address that situation and explain where that lies at the moment with the NHS? Yeah, I said that when we are back up and running, we'll be giving 200 tickets to NHS workers um, for every show. That's still in place. Uh, I wouldn't really say we were up and running, to be honest with you. We're in a situation where we've got a week's notice um, to run a system where the council, um, the arena, had to put in place a system to record people's data who are coming, to have an ID on the door of people that are coming. And it wasn't a situation of just us having access to tickets that we could just give out. We didn't have the infrastructure in place. We have reached out to a number of NHS workers that will be attending and we will be giving them tickets. It won't be 200 but at least we're getting NHS workers into the arena on Saturday night and we've got to put the system in place for when things return to normality. Being honest with you, can we consistently give NHS workers 200 tickets when we've got 1,000 tickets? Maybe, maybe not. But it's more about the system that's in place. We can't balls this up, to be quite honest with you. We need to make sure we do as we're told from the government and the council with regards to logging tickets in the system. Eventually, we need our own NHS system where people can apply with their ID numbers or whatever they are, go through a system. We can make sure there are legitimate people who do work for the NHS. You know, we can do some kind of ballot and post it out. We had six days. So we can't do it, but we have been reaching out to a number of NHS workers who will be in attendance on Saturday. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a case of you haven't got physical tickets. So it's not a case of going, these 200 tickets are for the NHS. Normally, you would get access to tickets. Fighters would be selling tickets. So you have tickets in the office. This is a different system. Okay, You can't draw down tickets and put them into someone else. We have to go through a process to do this. So I know people who don't like me or have an agenda will now be... I've seen it. I've seen a thread. Oh, he said this, he said this. I said when we're back up and running. We ain't up and running. We don't have access to tickets at the moment. It's all done by AXS. It's all done by the council to make sure that things are policed correctly. We have personally been reaching out to try and make sure we can do something for some people, Okay, which is difficult in itself, to be honest with you. You've got to be from the same household. You know, you... They don't want you coming from tier three. You've got to provide ID. We don't know what's what, but we're trying. We will make sure NHS workers are in attendance. There won't be 200 there. Moving forward, when we get back to normality, when we, ha when we have access to tickets, we will make sure a system is in place to deliver on our promises. And I won't let them down. So, you know, I, 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 saw, I saw the thread that you're referring to, and it is the same old people. But I had six days. We don't have the system in place to do it. I don't have access to physical tickets. If you said to me today, same with my mates, Ed, I need four tickets. I've got no tickets. You have to go to AXS. You have to deal with that. They won't release them to me because you could be giving them to anyone out of different households. And you. That's why the person that buys the ticket in the transaction has to have the same address as the person that turns up on the door. We can't mess this up. Okay, so there will be people from the NHS there. I'm sorry that we couldn't get this in place. We're nowhere near back to being anywhere near normality. When we are, I will ensure this system is in place and it's a robust system. I sound like a politician. It's a robust system. We will follow the science and we will deliver for this country. So when you say go back to normal, do you mean when we have arenas and uh, wherever with a full no, capacity? More like yeah. when I've got access to tickets. You know, we can't... Like I said, I won't bore you with it. You know what it's like. You come in the office. We've got physical tickets. We can run a system. We can post them out to NHS workers. We had six days. It's impossible. One, we wouldn't even be allowed to do it. 
Two, I don't think we could have done it with everything going on, but we have been reaching out to individual people that have been emailing in and tweeting into our social media account, and they will be there somehow on Saturday night. Okay, I don't need to go on further, but I think you've answered uh, what you need to answer. You get the truth from me. Sometimes you might not like it, but I think anyone with half a brain will understand within this time frame, with the, thing, with the restrictions that are in place, this was not possible. But we're trying to do something. But even people have uh, messaged me, my friends, and have messaged me things like, could you sort me out a couple of tickets for the AJ fight? It's all right, I'll pay for them. But it's not even that. Everyone, no one's expecting a freebie. But even my mates, I've fallen out with a couple of my mates. Well, why can't you just get me four? I said, because you'd have to go to the link. Well, I don't want to go to the link. I'll just pick them up from the office. That's what normally happens. Sorry. Uh, how concerned are you about this weekend? Very concerned. Um, it's just so many different things, isn't it? It's the venue, it's the environment. I mean, it's even worse having... So don't take it the wrong way, anyone that's coming. It's, it's kind of worse having people there because that's new. We've, we've worked in this environment, haven't we, now, for, what, the last four months, where we're used now. AJ's been there to close behind closed-door events. Now we've got crowds. It's going to be good to see people's faces, to be honest with you, but I'm very concerned because Pulev's a good fire. I spoke to Aram two nights ago, and he's put the shits right up me. Now he told me he's going to outbox him and he's going to knock him out. I'm like, yeah, good one. He's like, no, I'm telling you. I'm saying, well, look, we want to make the Fury fight. Ed, look, I don't think this, you, we're going to be able to discuss that, but let's talk on Sunday. He looks very light, he looks very fit, but I do expect AJ to beat him and um, just got to get through it. Heard you obviously talking to Sky there about this thing of not wanting to talk about Titan Fury because of what's in front. It happened with Ruiz, with Wilder, so you don't want to focus, but the fight's too big not to be mentioned to AJ or even yourself yeah. this week. You can't help it, it doesn't matter if you don't want to talk about it, you don't want media to talk about it, they're always going to talk about it because it's the biggest fight. You know when AJ boxed Andy Ruiz, he went into ESPN, they had him in for 10 minutes live on air, they never asked him one question about Andy Ruiz. They just talked about Deontay Wilder. And it's like, he actually came out and said, bloody hell, didn't even ask me about Andy Ruiz. That's how much people expected him to just blow through Andy Ruiz. And they expect him to blow through Kubrat Pulev, but Kubrat Pulev, he's a top five, certainly top 10 heavyweight, he's a mandatory challenger, he's very good. Very good. And it ain't going to be easy. It's going to be a great fight. And I'm nervous, but it's what we fucking live for. Are you nervous off the back of the Andy Ruiz fight in New York? Is that why you're nervous? Because you've seen that happen? Yeah, not really. I've, I've always been nervous for AJ fights because I know I'm probably less nervous as we go on because he's getting better and better and he's getting more experienced. Now, when he fought Klitschko, he didn't know what he was doing. He had 15 fights. He was a complete novice. You know, when he boxed, even when he boxed Povetkin, Parker, all these people, he was a novice. It was only really when we got out to Saudi where he learned so much about the game and he, he just prepared so perfectly that I was, I was actually probably less nervous in Saudi because I was so confident in his mindset and his preparation. And now I just feel like he's the best heavyweight in the world. And I think you're never unbeatable in this division, but he's getting to a point where he's probably got another 20% to go till he gets to his optimum. But he's so good so good and I just hope on Saturday he can show all the things that we've seen the improvements he's made and I hope that we can see just a performance that makes everyone go wow and fuck me this Joshua Fury fight is an absolute monster Eddie I think it was Chris Lloyd that tweeted out what you've been talking about for years I'll say years the last couple of years especially about Joshua's resume when you put it 
together sort of after, I don't know what it was after, it was after Dillian White or whatever, from the Dillian White fight onwards. So his record, um, but if you look at his record to Tyson Fury's record, and I think I've asked you this before, but I asked you this before the, the second Wilder fight, who has the best two wins on their record from AJ and Fury, what would you say? Uh, the best two wins, probably Fury. But it's an overall record. Mate, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Fury. He's a great fighter. You cannot compare the full resume of Anthony Joshua to Tyson Fury. By the way, look at who Fury was fighting after 14 fights. Joshua has gone Dillian White, Charles Martin, Eric Molina, sorry, Dominic Brazil, Eric Molina, Vladimir Klitschko, Takam, Parker, Povetkin, Ruiz, Ruiz, Pulev, and probably Fury, Fury. This is from his 14th fight when he was a complete novice. He's never had an easy touch. He was like, we were laughing about it the other day. He was like, you know, I think I should go and fight a YouTuber or something. I mean, what, why am I having to fight these top contenders all the time? Right? Again, when you break down other people's resume, could be could be Tyson Fury. You know, there's some notable wins there, but they're bumped in with Tom Schwartz, Otto Wallin, Francesco Pianetta, Sefa Seferi. No one's boxed at the same level consistently like AJ over that period of time. His standout win is Vladimir Klitschko. Joseph Parker was a fantastic win. He was a world heavyweight champion. He unified the division. Povetkin was a great win. Look at what just happened in the, the white fight. But Wilder and, and the, the Klitschko wins were two fantastic wins for, uh, for Tyson Fury. I just don't feel that AJ gets the credit he deserves for continuously stepping in. You, how many fighters, world champions, have an easy touch? You know, he ain't had an easy touch. And, you know, partly because he's such a big draw and he's kind of the pressure's on to have real fights, but also because his desire to be the best. The other question that gets mentioned as well is that who beat the better version of Vladimir Klitschko? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Tyson Fury did it first after Klitschko had been unbeaten for several, several years. But we know the comparison in terms of how exciting the fights were, shall we say. But what's your opinion to that? Hard to answer, really, isn't it? I mean, what was it, a year later? The AJ box Klitschko, something like that. Um, Klitschko took no damage in the in the Fury fight at all, really. He was just completely outfoxed, outboxed, and out baffled, I suppose. But he never took any punishment in that fight, so I don't think he could have been any like it wasn't like it took anything out of him. We don't know where he was at mentally for the Fury fight. I think Fury done him in mentally, to be honest with you, and a lot of the build-up to that fight. We know that Klitschko put his absolute everything into the fight with, with Joshua. Who knows? Listen, maybe Klitschko didn't have a great camp for Joshua. Maybe Klitschko had a shit camp for Fury. Who knows? But I'll tell you what, I was there for that fight. Did it look like he was on fucking form? Jesus Christ, he put his life and soul into that fight. Didn't look like he put his life and soul into the Fury fight. It looked like he gave up. But that's because he was bamboozled. So Fury did that to him. So I don't know. It's a shit. It's a shit question, really. And it's like it's almost like a, a mute point, isn't it? Because we, we don't know. He might have been carrying an injury in one fight. Um, you said there, I heard you say that talks are still ongoing this week for that potential fight. So what what's been going on this week regarding that? Um, just really starting to draft some paperwork together and. It's difficult because we don't do anything without the approval of Anthony Joshua. 
and we're certainly not going to be talking to Anthony Joshua this week about the Tyson Fury fight. But I just want to get everything into position where Sunday, all being well, I can sit down with AJ for breakfast and start mapping out the next move. And that, of course, is Tyson Fury. So the next move for me is to send contracts uh, to Team Fury and to get an announcement in place and say this is what we're doing because there's things that need to be worked on, particularly on the venue, but we want to make sure we have a deal in place that we can go to the governing bodies and say it's done, it's agreed, it's happening, you know, will you sanction it? And then we'll deal with the WBO or any other problems we may have. But we need to be in a position to go out to the world and say, okay, who's wants to stage this fight? Who's making the offers? And on we go. I don't see any reason why either party would not be willing to agree the deal now on the terms of this is the date, now we go and see the offers that are on the table. And that was the same with Fury Wilder, to be honest with you. Would you pretty much rule out UK being the first venue? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, we don't know what kind of numbers we'd be allowed back in. Um, and obviously, if we couldn't get full capacity, we'd have no chance of being here. But I don't, you know, you may find other countries in the world aren't yet willing to commit to that kind of level of funding because of the uncertainty of where they'll be in six months. So UK is definitely in play, definitely in play for the first one. And of course, the first one, you can do it outdoors in the summer. The second one in November, December, you won't be able to do that. So you'll be limited to the Millennium Stadium. This deal you're trying to put together at the moment, potentially, if Joshua comes through the Peru fight, it's specifically for a two-fight deal, no... no Nothing else, two-fight no, deal. Never, it's never been discussed to be anything different. I think, look, it's the biggest fight in world boxing, and the second one will probably be the biggest fight in world boxing too. So let's just map out our year, and let's all move forward together. Two fights, two fighters, your year mapped out for you. End of May, early June, November, December, on we go. Whose name do you think will wound up first on that? On what? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a one. I think it's probably a toss of the coin stuff. It's who's going to ring walk first. It's who's going to be in what corner. Who's going to have what changing room? I don't think. I don't know Fury well enough to know if he'd be bothered about that. I just think he probably wants to be respected. And I think AJ says, "I don't really care, but I'll go first. That was a joke. I didn't get it. But no, seriously. I mean, I don't know. You, you know my view on who I think is the bigger star the bigger commercial name the bigger commercial draw but they need they never they both need each other for this fight you know how likely is it that the wbo will get vacated 50 50 i think it's up to them i mean but how can they not want for the good of boxing to allow this fight to take place for the undisputed championship but if they don't we've got to make sure whatever happens we've got to make sure alexander usik's happy and there's also the Deontay Wilder situation as well. We don't know what's going on with that. Did, did Bob Arum mention no, anything about they, that to you? They sound very confident that that's not a problem, but that's out of our hands. Um, just finally, Campbell Hatton mm. obviously signed with uh, yourselves. It was, um, it was a really interesting signing. Obviously, your staff wouldn't tell me this yesterday. That's why I came and asked you. But um, you could see how happy Ricky was yeah, yeah. to kind of relive them days, obviously... Campbell Hatton saying he wants to be Campbell Hatton not yeah. Ricky Hatton's lad but yeah very interesting move from yourself yeah it was amazing it's quite um, it's quite an awe actually sitting up there with Ricky and, and Campbell and just so excited for them imagine having imagine achieving what you achieved in a sport like Ricky Hatton and then imagine having a son that's about to take, play, take part in his professional journey you know I think he can be a big star nice and slowly to start with uh, I think he's a great lad I mean, you know, you know the family. You obviously was a major security guard for them for many years. Still don't know how you blagged that job. Do you know how you blagged that job? 
Honestly, yeah. I haven't got you a fucking clue. me with the NFL picks. <laughs> Fuck me. You're rocking around. Mate, you come up. Listen, as a security guard, you can't punch your way out of a wet paper bag. Mate, all roads led to this moment right here. So. I know, it's destiny, isn't it? But yeah. I just remember Fanta Punch, all right? Uh, Major. Yeah, exactly, that brought me here. But I think that um, <laughs> it's, it's exciting. You know, and you can, you can see by the response, you can see by the initial numbers, people are going to get behind this. You've seen by Conor Ben. You know, he got the chance, but he's put the work in, right? He's turned himself into a world-class welterweight. Campbell Hatton has got a long way to go. But I'll tell you what, he's got the DNA, he's got the story, he's got the minerals. How good he can be is a lot down to himself and his team and, and the, the God-given talent that he's, he's been awarded. But I can't wait. It's a hell of a story. I mean, fucking hell, Ricky's a legend. Legend. Who don't love Ricky Hatton? And they will love Campbell Hatton as well. OK, uh, press conference is going to begin. Are we expecting anything at the press conference yeah, I think today? You might get a bit of fun on um, Florian Marku and maybe... You see the video of him? And yeah, I know. A bit awkward, wasn't it? Um, but, you know, I think uh, there's some great fights on the card and we'll look at the look in each other's eyes when Joshua comes have a staring glance at uh, Mr Pudov. Uh, what was the final word on the WBO situation? I know we, assume, we know yeah, it's just, not for They just said that they didn't feel like they wanted... They would have allowed anyone in the top 15 to fight for the title. We tried everybody. They didn't feel, and I think they made the right decision, that they should put a fighter in the top 15 on the week of the fight and let him fight for a title. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I have to say, unfortunately, although I did try and get them, convince them to do it, I think they made the right decision. Um, it's a good fight. The kid's 20-0. and 0. Uh, he's, he's a world-class fighter, but he wasn't in the rankings. And I think... You need to be a little bit careful sometimes of, of things like that where fighters, where fans will say, well, hang on a minute, you know? So Lawrence has to win and then he'll fight Glowacki. It's not going to be easy. And he's got to get himself up for this now because that was a, a, you know, a chance to win a world title. Now he's got to win this to get the shot at a world title. Eddie, I have actually got one more question for you, yes. Um, and this is for a few uh, pure... <coughs> Amount of tweets I've had about this fighter, mm. 147 pounder Michael McKinson. Mm. Michael the problem, McKinson. Yeah. What do you know about Michael, and could he possibly feature against? He's 19 and oh, could he possibly feature against one of these welterweights here in this country? Yeah, I've I've heard the name. I'm aware of the name. I believe he's with MTK. Um, I believe we tried to make a fight with him once. Was it with Chris Congo? maybe but I don't think he'd been in camp uh, good fire by what I understand yeah look all these guys I mean Florian will fight anyone you've got Congo you've got Ben you've got Kelly you've got Mickinson you've got um, uh, Marku you've got Ryland Charlton you know you've got all these guys so yeah let's get it on let's keep making great fights an amazing big win for us yesterday to win the purse bid for Ted Cheeseman against um, JJ Metcalf for the British title what a banger that is um, and you know, people still saying to me, "Wow, Eddie, you won a purse bid." I'm fucking winning all the purse bids these days. So that's a that's a great fight. I'll be honest with you. We are hopefully we can announce on Saturday, but realistic, it'll be Monday or Tuesday. We're going to announce our first three shows, mate. They are the fucking bollocks. They are the bollocks. We've got such a great schedule coming for you next year, honestly. Are you going to start on the 30th? Can we just rule out a show on the 23rd? You can rule out a show on the 23rd. Okay, can we also rule out Dillian White fighting on the 30th? No, not yet. Not yet. You are a tease. What, you can no, still fight on that's, that's always been the plan, but 
Yeah, we've got a meeting tomorrow with uh, Povetkin's team because they've got Kuzmin and they're all here. He's seeing the doctor again tomorrow. He's running, he's in training. He's going to start stepping it up. And if possible, we'd like to do the 30. If it has to wait a week or two weeks, no problem. But I don't want to announce it and then delay it. because I'm assuming Josh Warrington will feature in one of these. And will it be up in Leeds? Depends on what's allowed. If it's a 1,000 people, probably not. Because they're in Tier 3. Yes. So if, it's, if we're only allowed a 1,000 people anywhere we will probably keep all those early fights in the same venue. Here? Quite possibly. Come on, sir. You like it, don't you? I love the bubble. Eddie, final message to the people? No, it ain't the final message, because we're going to hound you again. And the final message is, thank you for the support, for keeping boxing alive. And we finished the year with the biggest of them all. Anthony Joshua in the crunch fight, one of the biggest fights of his career. He has to beat Kubrat Pulev on Saturday night. I think you're going to see an unbelievable performance. Don't get me wrong, I think it'll be squeaky bum time on several occasions. But I think he's going to cut him up, beat him up and knock him spark out. And on we go to prove to everybody that AJ is the best heavyweight in the world. The big star is back, baby, Saturday night. Don't miss it. Tune in Sky Sports box office. Something's telling me round seven. Yeah, I think... I think Seven to nine. Listen, these big boys, mate, could be any time. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.